All right. Hey, welcome everyone to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. And we are excited that you're here with us today, listening or watching to these Devos. Patrick, where are we at today? There we, there we go. Microphone wasn't working, but now we're good. We are right. in First Thessalonians chapter 5 on this third Sunday of Advent. Now, can you believe that third Sunday of Advent already? It's, it's too fast. Dude, screaming along. It is screaming along. Third Sunday I think of Advent. You know, when we have to like stay at home and uh, we don't get a chance to go out, sometimes the days start to meld together and it goes really fast. So First Thessalonians, what chapter? Chapter five. Chapter five. We're going to look at the be- the bottom little chunk. We're going to so look verses, at verses 16 through 28. Okay. Verses 16 through 28. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. Yeah. So here we go. Let's see. I read on Wednesday. So Jamie, okay. you get to I knock will, this one out. I'll do it. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16. If you have your own Bible that you want to pull out and check it out, go for it or pull it up in another page on your computer or your phone or whatever you need to do or listen along. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a fantastic little chunk of scripture. Pretty epic. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, this is like kind of an epic little, uh, little, you know, signing off thing. Yeah. I know, Pat, for you, it's kind of always awkward when you sign out of like a, a FaceTime meeting or a Zoom meeting. And you have to like say goodbye to everyone. It's like, what do you say? You know, <laughs> like, there's kind of like that little awkward time. I'm just like, see ya. You're like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then you like go to click on it. I had an awkward thing happen the other day. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. So uh, we were in this big group um, on a FaceTime meeting and then everyone got kicked out to small groups. And then after the small groups, we were all supposed to just leave. Oh. Like end. You yeah. Know, end the meeting and go on with your day. Yeah. <laughs> So I kind of was trying to pull one of those like quick getaways. And so I went to click like leave meeting, but instead I just left the group. Oh no. (laughs) And went back into the main meeting. Oh yeah. Now the awkward thing is the main meeting was now being used by someone else. And they were having like a private conversation that I just showed up to in the middle of it. (laughs) And I was like, uh, hey, hi. Uh, okay, sorry, gotta go. Boop, and like clicked out of it. <laughs> and so I talked to that person after. I'm like, I'm sorry, that must happen all the time. And they're like, No, that never happened. That was the only time that's ever happened. I always say, Hey, I, when the host says, Okay, we're gonna wrap this up, I hit end then. So I missed the whole oh, last okay. like 
little bit of what they're saying. And one time I, it was when I was in a meeting with you, I did that. And the meeting kept going for like eight minutes. Oh man. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I knew cause you were in it and I was already out. So I said, forget it. So anyway, let's unpack this, this passage. We don't need to talk about our zoom stories. Well, I'm talking about it because what this is, is this is like the sign off. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a connection. So this is the sign off. This is the like, Hey, I'm signing off. I'm done. Um, but in this last little bit, it's like, I want to make sure I give you as much of as, as much as the information as is (laughs) like helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, back then, if you were to write letters, you would write them on, um, well, some people have different thoughts about what they were written on. Like if it was like a a leather, like sheepskin kind of a thing, or if it was papyrus, um, a lot of the things that they have that are saved are papyrus. Um, I think paper was just starting to actually be used Uh in this time. So like, but it it wasn't like you can just go grab like a sheet of paper and write a note and it's super easy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was hard to come by, you know? So like, these words are important. And so uh, what we have here is like, he's trying to get all this stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot. And I don't know who is in charge of writing verse numbers or how that even came about. But I like that verse 16 is like verse 16 says, rejoice always. Verse 17, pray continually. Someone, when they read this and the last part of that says, give thanks in all those circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, when someone who was deciding on where to put verses read this and thought, the words rejoice always is important enough to be one verse and pray continually is important to be one verse. And I totally agree with however that came to be. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Sometimes the verse numbers are like a little different. Um, yeah. Yeah. Than what we would want them to be. And, and it's even happened too where verses will disappear. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that happens because like, people will, will, uh, they'll look back at it and re- look at the oldest, um, they'll look at the oldest manuscripts they have. And they're like, actually that verse was added later. So we're not, we're going to take it out maybe put it in a footnote. Uh-huh. And so there'll be a verse that's missing, which is always kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, wait, what happened to this verse? <laughs> uh, but it's kind of interesting here that we have, um, we have this, this verse that does, like you said, it seems very short, uh, and, but very important, you know, like it's good stuff. Yeah. Rejoice always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And that's hard. That's a hard verse 18. That's a tough challenge. Give thanks in all circumstances. There's been times in my life where I like, don't want to give thanks because yeah, I feel sure, like there's right? nothing to give thanks for. So like every right. like the day I I blew out my ACL playing capture the flag that Oof. that next day when I was told like okay you tore your ACL you uh, have to wait two weeks before you can have surgery and it's gonna be nine months of recovery so basically you won't be able to like do anything I had nothing <sighs> I felt like I had nothing to give thanks for that day right. but I had a lot to give thanks for because the big picture that's a pretty minor thing to happen compared to other things that could happen. Yeah. And 
it, you know, right now, a lot of people, especially like, let's say you're in high school and you're like, oh, great. It's my senior year and I don't get to play the fall sport I wanted to play. And I'm not, I'm not going to get to go to the dances I want to go to. And I'm not going to get to see my friends as much as I would have liked to, you know, how do you give thanks for that? Yeah. Um, or there's people I know who've gone off to college now and they're at college and they're like, well, college is like me sitting in my dorm room bored by myself trying not to get COVID. Um, and when I do something fun with friends then I feel like I'm breaking the rules and that's not really fun either. And yeah. so it's like, you know, a lot of people feel pretty, pretty trapped. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's hard to give thanks, but all of these things are really hard, right? Rejoicing always. Yeah. That's hard. That's like hard. Rejoicing sometimes that we can do that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second one, pray continually. Yeah. That's like, hard too. <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes it's hard to remember to pray in a single day. I was talking with some high school students recently, and one of them said something I thought was great. He's like, hey, uh, he said, I probably haven't prayed since the last time we met and prayed together, which hmm. was just honest, you know, it had been a week or something. And um, and I said, well, thanks for being real, because a lot of people will just give you like, oh, yeah, I pray before I eat or I pray when I go to bed or I pray when I wake up or I pray if I need something. Um, but God says, you know, to pray continually, like our hearts are always praying, you know, our spirits yeah. kind of within us are always reaching out to the Lord. And so uh, what does that even look like? Right. Like these are pretty like hardcore things, but yeah. they're also things that are super good for us. Yeah. I I even have some, sometimes have trouble like coming up with words to pray when I'm intentional about praying. <laughs> it's like I sit down, totally. Simon, pray, pray to God right now. And it's just like John and blank. <laughs> yep. You're like, Hey God. Yeah. I'm here. Here to pray, pray with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. So verse 19, do not quench the spirit. And verse 20, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Verse 21, but test them all and hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's break this down, right? Do not quench the spirit. The Holy Spirit showed up in Acts chapter two in uh, tongues of fire. Uh -huh. Um Right. We have these tongues of fire that descended. So fire and the Holy Spirit are always kind of equated with each other. Um, and so, you know, we look at, uh, I think that's why the word quench is here, right? It's like if there's a fire and it's like raging and it's like going good. And why would you extinguish that fire unless, you know, there's something wrong with it? So sometimes the Holy Spirit will start to do some work in us. And there's like an idea that comes in our heads or there's some energy towards something. And you're like, oh, the spirit is like guiding me or leading me in a direction. But it's really easy for us to throw water on that fire and say, oh, no, that's not God. That's just me. Yeah. Or I don't really want to do that. That's too awkward. Yeah. Or, um, you know, there's a lot of ways we quench the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, what, what, uh, what is happening here is we're getting this letter saying like, Hey, no, don't throw water on the flames. Instead, maybe you should, you know, fan the flames a little bit. Right. Yeah. And that's hard to do, right? It's hard. Of course. Like, yeah. You can get into a, a slippery slope of quenching the spirit all the time, you know, doubt yeah. kind of like is associated with doubt, I think a little bit, but, sure. uh, 
yeah, it's that's difficult. You know, that's a big challenge. Well, and sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And this is like a whole nother crazy conversation, right? But I think this is kind of what's being talked about here because we're hearing about prophecy and we're talking about, you know, a lot of stuff that's spirit led. Um, the Holy Spirit's in us. The Holy Spirit's working. Uh, but the Holy Spirit kind of like, kind of like surf in a lot of ways. It comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Like you might go and it, you might go out and try to surf and there's no waves and it's like, well, there's no point to it. Right. Like you could paddle all day. You could try to pick up some, you know, little waves here and there, but really it's just not happening. Yeah. Um, or there might be some huge set that comes in or some perfect set that comes in. And then you're like, okay, where do I want to be? You know, what beach do I want to go to? Uh, what break do I want to be at? Um, when is the right time to paddle? When is, you know, what board should I use? Like all these things start to add up. And um, I think when the spirit starts to work and you start to notice something happening, uh, that's when it's time to paddle. You know, that's when it's time to try to catch catch the waves uh, and not to quench the spirit. That's when you're starting to go along with what the spirit is doing. Yeah. And so it seems like in this time, especially in this early church era, uh, the Holy Spirit's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and people in, in the word at this point is, you know, Hey, you, you need to go with this. Um, verse 20, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Now, what is a prophecy? Well, prophecy can be a couple things. One is basically kind of the simplest way of thinking of prophecy is a word from God for a specific person at a specific time. Uh -huh. Um, when we think of prophecy, sometimes we think of it's someone who's a fortune teller who can look ahead and see something that's happening. Yeah. And yes, God will give us prophecies through the Holy spirit that, that may seem like we're, we're getting to know the future, yeah. but really the intent of a prophecy is to get someone to respond to God in, a, in, in the right way. Right. Mm. So sometimes a prophetic word to someone might be something like repent from your sin mm. or, you know, do this or do that or whatever. And, and it's God, you know, helping and using. And so what happens is, and I've been in churches where people would get prophetic words and they would share them with each other. And at a certain point that was some people, it wasn't welcome. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like if someone comes up to you and is like, Hey, the Lord told me that you really need to uh, clean your toilet more often. Cause it's like too dirty. <laughs> um, you're like, what? Like, don't tell me how to live. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not a prophetic <laughs> statement. That's more of someone being, this is, I'm only really like trying here as to say one of my favorite words that's someone being a soothsayer <laughs> oh a soothsayer wow that is a good word <laughs> soothsayer <laughs> yeah 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 and and you know people people might say oh the lord told me you know that you're dealing with this issue or something and you need to like you know i think you should do this or that and what's cool is God gives us prophetic words in scripture. So when we read scripture, there's this word from God to us as we read it. And God can speak to us individually um, through prayer. Like God might lead you in a direction one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, and God can speak to you uh, through other Christian believers. And so yeah. here's my, like some of my warnings on that. And I'm just going to throw it out there because we're hearing here test, right? Test them all. Mm -hmm. Test all these prophecies. Don't just take them all as truth and all is not, because we do know that um, there are false prophets. Yeah. 
we do know that people might try to lead you in one direction and that direction's wrong. So, you know, one of the things that you have to really pay attention to is the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So if someone is like leading you in a direction that somehow denies Jesus, denies Jesus being God, uh, or pulls you away from Jesus, that's a pretty good indicator that that is not a spirit of God, that that is something else, uh, that that is a false prophecy. So, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep your, uh, your wits about you, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And reject every kind of evil. Understand what exactly. is evil and reject it. Right. So if someone gives you a prophetic word that says, Hey, you need to go kick a puppy. Um, that's, that's evil, evil to kick a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to say, no, that's evil. I'm going to reject that. That's not a prophetic word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I would say in general, right, if there's a prophecy, um, you don't want to treat it with contempt, but you do want to test it, test it against scripture, test it against prayer, uh, your own prayer life and, and hold on. Like it says, hold on to what is good. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 23, may God himself, the God of peace sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yes. And this is great. This is, you know, sanctify, sanctify, sanctification is the idea. Like you're justified by grace through faith. Um, you know, when you have this salvation from God, right? How are you, how can you be justified before God? Well, the only way you can do that is through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like kind of a, like a one-time thing. It's like, we choose to follow Jesus. We, and, and we have this salvation and it's great. And then the next step is growing more and more to be like Jesus. That's sanctification. That's a lifelong process. Um, but what's cool in this passage is we're seeing that that process is something that God is doing. Yeah, right? yeah. That God is sanctifying us through and through. That our whole spirit, soul, and body is going to be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is happening through the power of God. A lot of us like to take that on ourselves. Uh -huh. We feel like our faith is like going to the gym. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, get be able to bench as much as I want, or I'm not going to get to the right body weight, or I'm not going to get to the right body fat proportion, whatever, like you, whatever measure you measure yourself against, uh, when you go to the gym, uh, however you do that, however you exercise or whatever, we feel like it's all on us. We just got to work hard enough and we'll get it. And what's crazy here is like, yes, we do want to work hard. Yes. We do want to keep ourselves from being corrupted by the world. However, God himself is the one who's going to be doing this in us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God is the one. And when I talk to people who are old Christians who've been like living the life for years, decades, a lot of them like recognize that. A lot of them will say like, you know, God has been so faithful to me. And they don't talk about their own faithfulness to God. They talk about God being faithful to them and God being the one who steps up. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh that's kind of how God works, you know, wisdom from those people uh just being faithful to him. It's even in yes. verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I love that verse. <laughs> yeah. The one who calls you is faithful. He's going to do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so when people think like I can't pray, I can't uh be thankful, you know, you look at the these things we looked at at the beginning, right? I can't 
pray continually, rejoice always. I can't give thanks in all circumstances. Like I, I don't feel the Holy Spirit working. Uh, I don't trust any prophecies in, in, or I don't know between good and evil. And you're like stressing out about that. Just know that God called you to this life and God's going to complete the work that he starts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God's going to complete it. See, to completion. Verse 25, brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. Now, I don't know if this was a COVID time thing, because I don't know if you yeah. should go kissing yeah. everyone whenever I, you run into the brothers and sisters. Yeah, um, I, I kind of agree with you right there. <laughs> this is one of those verses that when they would teach uh, Bible studies, they're like, hey, uh, you know, it's it's uh, scripturally uh, a command that you got to kiss every Christian when you meet them. Oh. Um, <laughs> Because of this, which which is funny to me, because there are people who are like, well, the Bible is the word of God and everything in it we need to obey, every little detail, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I would say, well, what about this? Do you kiss every Christian you meet? You know, what is that? <laughs> and they're like, well, no, I don't really need to do that. That was just the greeting of the time. And, you know, they get into like a whole thing on, about it, which is uh, kind of helpful to know, you know, like. Yeah. It's imp it's important for us to, we need to, the, the sentiment of this is, when you greet other Christians, greet them with kindness, with respect, and with love. Right? Yeah, with thy holiness. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to give them a European greeting. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, you don't have to, especially yeah. during COVID. <laughs> but uh, you know, it says share this letter, uh, read, read it to all the brothers and sisters, proclaim the gospel to them. Yeah, you know, you don't need to share a kiss, but share the gospel. Yeah. And this is what's cool about this too, is like all this stuff that is being given out, it's not a secret, right? You know, this letter isn't being written and sent to the church saying like, here's a special secret letter for you. It's like, this is all good. And we're, and we want to give this to as many people as who want to read it and understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's wrapped up with the best closer ever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Yes. What a finisher. Exactly. What a good passage. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to today's devotional on the third and, Sunday of Advent. Yes. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. Amen.